Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Welcome to Keeping the Ball on the Ground with our sponsors, uh, Black Rooster Perry Perry, get yourself done, and uh, William Hill, who I've got an offer on just now. Have you joined today? Bet £10 and you get a free £30 bet. No bad, eh? I'm joining. Thank God we Slenny's not here. Need a rest, my head's fucking pounding. <laughs> uh, in his place, we've got another strawberry blonde madman, <laughs> Midge Gardine. How you doing, mate? All right? Not bad, mate. It's uh, just blonde now, mate. Nah. Nah. Auburn? Auburn, how are you? Auburn, how uh, what's happening, mate? How are you? Mate, I'm alright, I'm good to be back. Uh, it's been a long, I don't even know how long it's been, two or three weeks? Two or three weeks, uh-huh. aye. Aye, so it's You'll been like you've had a good summer. Ah, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Somewhere about Natch Cumber Nord, I tell you. You've been playing that? No, golf. Golf. I'm just playing golf every, well, every Wednesday, every Saturday, and absolute shite. <laughs> uh, one good hole, five bad holes. So, uh, no, golf. Uh, doing a few dinners, speaking, talking nonsense. That, yeah. aye, it. Aye, people must think I'm funny. I don't know. I don't know. We got the wrong guy, but <laughs> seem to be enjoying it. But no, it's good. It's good. But I'm glad to be back doing this. Obviously missing Slane today, but he's been holiday with me, Billy. A wee one call. He's got him in the kids' club. He said, "Aye, was it 18 to 30? <laughs> 18, oh, yeah, kids yeah. go free." <laughs> <laughs> you you listen to the podcast, Mitch, didn't you? On the way up to Dingwall for Dundee. Yeah, uh, they're brilliant. Uh, they keep us going. That ain't injured, and is obviously no great. Um, so I need to listen to you, but it's good, like, just nice to hear Big Kev's horrible accent, like, up close yeah, and personal. How can a guy up north, seriously, slag my accent? What is worse, the Dingwall or the Nah? Got to be arse, surely. Dingwall's no Imagine great. him with a drink and I'm trying to talk to you a conversation with you. He's from Dundee, he's not from Dingwall. Are you not? That's how bad it is. I don't even know where he was from. Do you know what, but I was buzzing off your missus put an Instagram post up last night. And she put in the hashtags, absolutely class. She's annoying me, man. She's <laughs> taking us too far, do you know what I mean? But she even got me a Father's Day card saying, to the absolutely class dad. <laughs> boys are talking nonsense. Brilliant. Hey, Midge, promoted this year, mate, with the county boys. Buzzing? Yeah, good season, aye. Um, obviously, after getting relegated last year, it wasn't great. Um, so to bounce back first time was, was brilliant. Where'd you go after? Where'd you go? Where the chairman treated with a wee mag roof trip, so... Oh, it was brilliant, it was off fun in games. That's what you missed, isn't it? I, know, I, I used to go to Magaluf. Every time we finished the season, I would hit Magaluf for a week. Everybody. Take the boys. and. Uh, what was, was that, Sunderland? I just not, but I'd take my, my pals to Schnarr. We'd all go together. Right. Pretend we took golf clubs with us. We'd go on a <laughs> golfing trip. And then uh, when, I, when I got married about seven years ago, I hadn't been to Magaluf for seven years. 
And I said to I said to my wife, I want to go to Magaluf and I stag do. She went, that's all right. Two days that I'll never ever get back again in my life. You know <laughs> what I mean? It was just insane. But Magaluf's the place. Isn't oh, it? Is it all you've got? I everyone apart for a couple. Um, name him, name and shame name him. Whoever went, Kenny van der Weg, you know, the big Dutch boy. Yeah, he's not a waste, he's not, he's like not he missed. Was, he was up in rugby or something, and we <laughs> boy Harry Payton, he was going home to his family in Canada. Oh, he's, he's Canadian. Canada, Did the managers so. go? Nah, they never went. I think they went to Portugal, they had uh, the same, the golfing trip in Portugal, but they never golfed once, I don't yeah. know. How, how are they two? Because obviously they're joint managers, what, what's that like? Uh, it's good, eh? Everybody always asks me like, who's the actual manager, but it's both of them. The Both of them say their piece on the training uh, pitch, the both of them take their, their their own parts and that, so like the two of them are the managers and it obviously works. Okay, if you would not send one manager, how would you deal with two? I mean, to be fair, sometimes two's better because you don't, you can, you, if you fall out with one, you go to the other one. <laughs> <laughs> you do them off each other, he's a cunt, isn't he? That's what I do with my missus and my girlfriend. Um, <laughs> right, there <laughs> uh, was a wee bit of needle we used in Dundee United as well, wasn't there? Uh, there was, eh. Uh, what um, was that all about? I think it was, it wasn't even... A couple of things that they said uh, in the press, just, that? just the press stuff, eh. Uh, like, we never said anything in the press and obviously there was a couple of things for their side. They were going to do this and going to do that and... It was just nice to like get over the line, and then it was nice to come out and say what I wanted to say. Uh-huh. Who were you? Who were you kidding? Just like it was a couple of like. Yeah, think before you said. <laughs> 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 obviously, I think um, Robbie Nielsen's obviously done brilliant in that, and but he just like in the press every week, like we're going to do this, we're going to do that, and then big Cal Butcher, who's my actual mate for Dundee United, he annoyed me. I've not told him yet. You'll find out. Uh-huh. That on his Instagram and that, we're going to do this and that, and now he's a knack, so he's going to win the league, yeah. <laughs> but um, I thought they would have came up, eh? I kind of wanted them to in come the up, but uh, just so I can get a trip home to Dundee. Because obviously you're a former club as well, we'll come to that in a bit, but Kev, you were in a title race? Uh, Sunderland, we were thinking for the title, we were only going to get the title, but we were like, no, so we were actually second, second place. It was between us and Redden to get second, and then Redden eventually got too many points, and then we were guaranteed to finish third. But there was never any like banter. It ended up getting to the point where Redden needed a point to guarantee promotion, and we needed a point to guarantee playoffs. And the phone calls were going that day. <laughs> Boys, surely we can organise a nil nil. And obviously the score was like, but they went one nil up, and I'm like, fucking shout the goalkeeper. I thought it was supposed to be nil nil. <laughs> so we duly got a goal five minutes to go, and it was one one, and everybody was quids in. We got playoffs, they got promoted, and everybody was happy. But uh, Magaluf, how was it good? Uh, it was brilliant. Uh, just what you expect. Just all the lads were all hyper, lying about the pool, I got a crack and tan. Did you behave? I was behaving, eh? Um, it was good, a couple of mad things, obviously. But Big Fontaine, <laughs> he's the guitar man, he's, uh, he's, the, he's the man, eh? I've been living with him up the road, so he's been uh, keeping me going. Just, um, he's cracking at the food as well, at the dinners. Mm-hmm. I've not cooked one, one meal up there. Cracking steak, chicken, whatever it is, and he's then he'll just... You'll hear a snooze and then he'll just get the guitar out and he'll just rattle off five, six tunes. Fancy that, moving up to the old Dingwall, Kevin? No, it's... I've moved far enough north to Stranati, Glasgow, without having to move it to Dingwall. Where is Dingwall? I don't even know where Dingwall is. 15 mile by Inverness. So all the lads stay in Inverness. And we just like can't. Is it a big ride in Inverness and Rose County? I take it. Nah, It's more of a friendly, like... It's like a friendly it's like the rivalry. Games, isn't it? Is it? <laughs> <laughs> who's, who's tossing his cable? 
<laughs> by the way, they're on a fortune up there. That's why they all got there. Ah, but do they know they're on a good career path as well? Is it no way like you hear your career, you get paid for what's the half the chairman Roy and then once you decide to finish you give you a job now. Uh, but you know right? the job no, the job's selling herbalife. <laughs> yeah, Lee Mayer, man, honestly. Lee, Lee Mayer. Lee Mayer. Lee Nightmare. Oh, Lee Mayer's been on, come on, give him a bit. Lee, Lee Nightmare. Nightmare. Honest to God. Lee Nightmare, every every night on Instagram. <laughs> Lee, man, you need to get involved in this. You need to get. You want to come watch? See the videos. Just on a cruise shit. <laughs> Thank you, Herbalife. But he I'm actually. I'm going to give him a tip. Did he? Ah, on, on, I think it was maybe LinkedIn or some social media platform. Hi, KFC retired. Maybe I have a business opportunity for you. I was like, no fucking way am I selling. Is this what he's giving? I'll sell, I'll sell Leaf, but no herbal life. <laughs> I'm actually going to text him more and get on it though. Cousin, he's a kingdom. Well done. Uh, testimonial year as well. The wee man's getting a testimonial. Brilliant, eh? Ten did, years at Ross County. I did a wee bit of research, obviously, to see. I was like, who the fuck spends ten years at Ross County? <laughs> but I, I see you've staggered it over Aye, about three or four pages. Left, 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 left. Left. Oh, this is shite. I'm away. <laughs> you knew where your bread was buttered, so you came back about four. Times you've never come back to the old Grass tutorial. Grass is always greener, is it? <laughs> but buzzing, mate, 10 years. Yeah, brilliant. Aye, so You're a legend up there, aren't you? A wee bit, a wee bit of legend. Yeah. Won a few trophies and that, and obviously got oh, the records good. and that, the goals and the So as a top so goal scorer, you beat Higgy as well, which I was buzzing with. Sean Higgins, I was absolutely buzzing with that. He sent me a nice message when I did beat it, to be fair. A fair play But right? that one and the appearances one, so that's yeah, nice. Who's, uh, who are you getting in for the testimonial? Um, I was thinking like uh, open goal select. Oh, mate, that would oh, be wow. Ross County view at Open Goal Select. Oh, mate, that, that could mate, we be would probably beat you, sir. Like no, you, Kev, Slaney, Frank McAvenny. Slaney in one line, you and the other, I mean, Frankie up top. Oh, Derek just dialing in the midfield. Who could we Kenny play back? Big Kenny B. Big Kenny oh, B. Oh, we'll get Kenny Brannigan, man, Mark you. Hey, Mark Weedy and Goals. Right, we'll sort that, mate. Much of one ahead to him. Big, nah. ma- big, big man's I'm no cheap, mate. Come no, up. no the big man's no cheap. Right, hey. I'm not friends of the show. Just come up friends of the show, mate. We date cheap. What a, hey, what a crowd we're getting for an open goal select. That's oh, what I'm thinking. 100%, mate. That's a bigger draw than Barcelona. But have they got internet? Have people seen open goal up there? Have they got internet? Aye. <laughs> Do we need to dial up? Do we need to get a different connection? How many years were you at Sunderland? Eight from 17 to 26. You know, thinking about staying for two years to get your oh, test. Are you playing the first team for two years? <laughs> <laughs> Only playing the first team for about a month. Uh, but uh, in no. the first team, what five years? Uh, probably two thousand. To, uh, about six years. Right. You never ever crosses your mind like testimonial. I think certain players fit that testimonial yeah, role. Do you know what I mean? You never look at him and think, oh, he's been there for fifteen years, but he's, he's never going to get a testimonial. It's mm-hmm. certain individuals, but no testimonials. I, I think, have you ever been involved in a testimonial? Oh, but, uh, we used to go. We used to get taken to Celtic like we were the jobbies that got sent down to oh, test, did, play yeah. the testimonials. Uh, you would just tell all your mates that you played for Celtic, but it was only a testimonial, mate. <laughs> but you played them, didn't you? <laughs> no, I didn't. I, did. I played in Steve McPhail's. Car- remember Steve, Steve McPhail played McPhail, the car? I played, I, played, I played against him youth team Sunderland. Well, I played. Uh, a good player, wasn't he? Uh, uh, Gordon Strachan. I got a minute, mate. A minute. <laughs> what did you get? A good gift. Not no, everyone else got one. Why does everybody want? It's always the gifts, gifts. isn't it? Yeah. Mate, Charlie Mulgrew got a uh, widescreen telly. He'd been on loan, came back for two minutes. He was back. He got a widescreen telly at Roy Keane's and a big watch for Alan Shearer's. That was the one that Tommy says to him, it's Pelly's next week. It's a, it gives a three piece couch. <laughs> <laughs> a three piece suite. Right, Paul Lawson talks about that one. He got the, the, the Shearer uh, one. Got a watch in that. I think Walt Lawson that played in Tony Adams and got a, an amazing gift as well, didn't they? Well, you'll get like a bottle of Jägermeister or something at mine. <laughs> Shit in your shoe. <laughs> <laughs> right, we'll start with your uh, youth team days, Midge. Obviously, I came through with you at Dundee. Uh, old Sean took us up at Dundee with Ross Wallace, Mark, following them. 
Uh, great times, wasn't it? Ah, it was brilliant. Aye, just like, as long as he would only ever take five or six of in. Mm -hmm. This old guy, he was about 70, wasn't he? Mate, you used Sean to like, stand on his head on the top of a hill and all that, didn't he? Aye, it's crazy. It's like, screwable. Best. Oh, he was aye, a fiddler, so fit, aye. Two feet, left foot, right so foot. So see when you were at Dundee, would you with Jockey Scott? Jockey Scott, no, we were at Celtic. Oh, you were We stayed in Dundee, oh, but we were at Scout in Dundee for Celtic. And he would come and pick you up. It's because your accent's, I can't quite pick you up. But he was brilliant. Just used to, he would only take five or six in, because he was all about the individual and all that. And it was brilliant, like, we'd just do, like, long passing and stuff. So technique stuff, wasn't it? Midge is one of the best, he's probably the best two-footed player I've seen. You've seen him kick with he's right near my two feet. Eh? Two feet I, right. I, that sounds ignorant, but I don't think I've ever seen you. I probably played against you. I can't even remember what I did last week, so <laughs> I'm not going to remember what I did when I played football. But no, it's like, I don't know. You never had any coaching when you were young, did you? No, never. Because I, I, we lived, I lived in Stranraer, we didn't hear like a league, we only had like Aye. four teams. Um, Stranraer's probably as rural as, as Ross County, but there's probably more on offer at Ross County. We would have to travel to Ayr just to get a game, a proper match of football where somebody could maybe watch you. So you couldn't actually drive every week to air to train because it was just too much for your mind to right. take you back and forth. So you just turned up every Saturday, so I never... So how did you practice? Just... Just in the, in the street. The farms? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> just in the street with your mates, kicking a yeah. ball against walls and putting goal, uh, jumpers down for goalposts. Proper old school, but didn't that's where that I struggled. Like, like Sunderland, when I went to Sunderland, that's what nearly never got me my career because I, I didn't know how to do the training. Yeah. I used to come in and think, oh fucking hell, I, I, I kind of keep, you know, keep ball sessions. <laughs> I, I was the guy that was in the middle doing like a pre-season every, every morning. <laughs> I couldn't keep the ball yeah. and then just one day it just clicked and it changed and things worked out. But it's tough, but when you've got somebody like this old guy obviously oh, helping you, like it, it does help. Mm -hmm. any, any help as a kid helps. But we were training with guys like Ross Wallace and Fozzie and they were brutal wasps, mate, weren't they? So like Fozzie was like two, three years Mark older, Ross, Ross Wallace, three year older. But would, and then we'd always do like a wee game, it was just like three Position sides. Game, uh -huh. Aye. But like you would be, what, 12, 13? Uh -huh. Me and Ross are 16. And Ross Walsh would just like kick shit out of him. Just brilliant. like elbows, elbow, yeah, forearms, face, eh? everything. Yeah, but that's how you learn, But it? It, was, it, was it was good, good for us, it? Mate. was brilliant, aye. Good experience, you take them on with you. Mm -hmm. And then when you get to that age, you want to date to the young team. Aye. Oh, I think my first week Wallace stuck your head on something. Uh, Gary Fraser. He's tiny. No, Wallace is wild, mate. He's a great uh, guy, Wallace, but he could lose happened. it. Eh? But it was in like a wee game. I think they had a wee scuffle and that, and he just got up and nutted just him. Just nutted him. I was like 12 and like, ah, what the? He was an angry guy, Ross. But then it took you to and good said when you went through to Selic. Obviously, again, great coaches. Tommy Burns, Jim McAnally, Willie McStay. Again, great. I'll never forget it, mate, right? Midge was obviously two years older than me, but I'd known him for years. And uh, I was coming through for full time for my first day and got dropped off at my digs and Tommy Burns was like, I'll pick you up for your first day and take you into Barrafield. So all the way into Barrafield, he's like, you'll love it here, it's so professional with everything properly, the boys are all ready for training, everything's done right. So t Tommy takes us into the dressing room where we were standing, Midge and Gary Fraser are naked on the treatment bed, <laughs> naked wrestling with each other after Tommy's just gave me that big speech. But fair play to Tommy, he just he's sat there. He's just like that, wasn't he? He just pulled, took me right back out and he's like, I forget what you just seen there. <laughs> <laughs> but it was wild days there, uh, wasn't it? It was brilliant. Like, good wrestling, all the young lads not coming through. And then when you came in as well, it was brilliant for you. Like, uh, the last one, the last one, it was like me, Charlie McGrew, Aidan. Just like Rocco, uh, Rocco, like people, it just it was all like a, it was a piss taking that, but it was serious when it was. Oh, serious, when you it trained, serious. it was serious, but Aye. in the dressing rooms and that, mate, it was wild. Do you think you ever think that the coaches, you know, like every youth dressing rooms, they're all the same, different levels of Aye. darkness. Do you think the coaches ever really get wind of what really goes on? 
fader. I think our coach has encouraged it, mate. Like, see, being a character in that, like, Tommy aye, loved it, didn't he? Loved that. They loved you being a character, mate. That word, didn't it? That word, character. Like, you could do anything, you would get in trouble, but then after it, you would, like, hell laugh at you, wouldn't you? But even, like, Tommy, what a coach, eh? Good for you, Tommy Burns. Aye, brilliant, aye. Just made you feel like you were the best player in the world. He probably made everybody else feel like that as well, but that was just his thing, that's what he was good at. Just used to, like, before games and that. You know, he's not going to get near you. If you play the way you could play, he's not going to get near you. And then you're going to win in four, five, nine. Yeah. But just like at Celtic, you were always drilled in. Obviously, it was about learning stuff, but it was about winning as well, wasn't Remember it? Three v three teams, not it? Three v 3s in the 18-yard box. They were brutal, weren't they? Tommy would take part in them as well. Steve, <laughs> side tackle, you know, eh, Tommy? <laughs> he was some baller, but Tommy. Oh, he was brilliant. Uh, he, was brilliant he used to make you for fun, eh? Uh, always played for a Meg. Could never get it round the other side, though, and he just two foot, yeah. Two foot, yeah. <laughs> I always tell the stories. Oh, you start. There'd always be a fight, mate. And Wally McStay would be like, oh, calm down, calm down, start it. And Tommy would be like, oh, 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 Brilliant, but um, first team players at that time as well, Midge. Uh, Tell us, Lenny, Sutton, Thompson, Lars, all the, all Larson. the top ones. How were, how were they, were you? Because obviously you were a character. Uh, they were good, like, um, like I think all, all their players were like better with the young boys, but I think they liked the young boy that like gave a bit back, you know, showed that they had a bit about them. And... Um, that's what Lenny loved that, uh, that one. What was your favourite shout out? Maybe you'd be with him in the first team, like say, that wasn't it all the first team, but like... Just the ones that, that knew liked maybe a uh, bit. But we would be doing the warm-up and he would shout, give it the shout. Just telling him I'm the best player than that. He would be doing the warm-up, he was only like 17 or something, he'd be like, fucking best player at this club. you would <laughs> doing a warm-up with Tom. Like Tom, I remember sitting in that looking at him. Who's this? Dick, man. <laughs> but you would get him a bit, wouldn't you? Because remember with Lenny doing uh, the boots? Yeah, that was one of your first weeks at uh-huh. well, week's in So we used to do the boots, it was like the old set apart dressing uh-huh. room, remember that? All the boots would be lined up before the tunnel and Lenny's walking by to leave. I can't remember who they were playing the next day. And I was just like, oh Lenny, could you come down and check your boots? Because he used to take about 20 pairs of boots, didn't he? Uh, and he also had like one extra, so he'd take like six right boots but seven left boots. They horrible silver Reebok kings, remember? <laughs> Half a tub of acid inside them <laughs> that you put your hand in. I was just like, oh Lenny, could you come down and check your boots? And he's just, I know, who the fuck are you calling Lenny? And I've just done that, shot myself a wee bit, just like, well, what's your name? Is there any chance you come down checking your fucking boots? <laughs> and he just strolled down, I was shite myself. He just did that to me. Well done, wee man, you got a bit of buzz about you. He just did that, their boots are fine. See you tomorrow. <laughs> but then, on the other hand, other boys gave him a bit, and he's big beats. Aye, but oh, Craig Beatty came, came on Monday, Lenny. <laughs> And it was like kind of before Double Denim was back in again. But it wasn't. And it wasn't even like nice that it was like up your stonewashed white Double Denim. He's come in and Craig Beatty's fucking slaughtered him for his gear. Lenny's not even said nothing. He's just stared him out and then he's just walked into the dressing room. And Beatty was buzzing he, he, with this new track. He came in, goes out to train, come back in. Beats gets a shower and that, gets changed. Puts his gear on, he's got two holes in the knees and two holes in the elbows. <laughs> you had to take it off. I think he left Greet in it, out in his wee green corsa. So, see, when you got to the first team, what were you like with the young boys? Would you give them a hard time? Aye, aye, I think uh, there's a boy actually thinking of me the new on Twitter man for Kamarnik saying that, that Kevin Kyle's a fanny man. Had me cleaning had me his boots, his trainers, his shin pads, everything, his wash bag, his Louis his Vuitton. Armpits. His armpits. His arms. <laughs> even his Louis Vuitton wash bag. Like, Who the fuck? I've never had a Louis Vuitton <laughs> wash bag in my life. I'd love to I see got you. The, I got the Nivea one with the Christmas pack. Pierre Carbon. Aye, Pierre Carbon. <laughs> are, you, are you the same with the young boys now at County? Yeah, it's just like you, I've seen you speaking about it before, and it's like changed days. Like, you're lucky to get boys cleaning your boots, like nowadays. Like, whereas before, you'd done everything. But just we never even got a, like, I hear we never got boys that come on the hang, but we never got a bonus for that no, at Christmas. But eh? nowadays, Actually, we did. The, the, lads get, um, the lads get 100 quid at Christmas, 100 quid at the end of the season or whatever, but we got nothing. It was just like a free for all. 
two or three lads cleaning 40 pair of bits and then you'd leave every day by Grab Douglas's cover just facing, facing boot polish. Boot polish yeah. uh, brilliant, <laughs> back to the digs. Uh, what was the best uh, bonus you got? Remember now? Gav, Gav McCann, take the Good player midfielder. I am into Everton. He says to me one night, he says, Kevin, I'm not going to give you a bonus, I've got to take you out for the night. And I was like, fucking get in there. So he just took me out to Sunburn, man. Just, just the two paid for, I Just me and him, and one other thing, Mike, when Kevin go ban, and just got leathered. Just absolutely <laughs> steaming. I love that. And I then he picked, picked me up, no, spent a penny, and then picked me up the next day and took me to train and made sure I got in in time and everything. And that was the best gift I ever got uh, for that. How was Zinedine Caban? Good player. <laughs> Big Zinedine Caban, man. I Ken, played against him. I just feel like he was brilliant. A great guy. One of the nicest guys I've ever come across uh -huh. in football. He got a bit of stick at Sunderland, but he had a good career. And like his media career is obviously a wee bit boring, but we'll hear that we're talking about that Big Zinedine Caban. I never heard that before. Uh, obviously, Midge, you never made it to say like in the first team, but why, why do you think that was good players at the time, weren't they? Uh, there was good players. To be fair, probably a bit of fault myself, like my attitude and stuff, because I actually like, broke through with Strachan. Took me a bit of pre season, man a match against Leeds and that. And then I was on the bench the first few games and stuff. Mm. And then I thought, I was just a clown, mate. Like, done a couple of hangs at training. I remember he used to set the. <laughs> Sorry to keep telling yeah. you stories about you, but <laughs> I remember he used to set, like, the first team would set, like, cones up for the, for the warm up and that. And like, obviously, us young boys would stay at the back and just go through the cones and that. He would run over before training even started and just two foot all the cones that the coaches had put. <laughs> <laughs> I was but, like, no, what is he I doing? got done one day, I think it was Alan Thompson, because like Strachan and Gary Pendry, they used to come up, set up the stuff, but go back to Parkhead, and then they would, we would all be just starting the warm up and then they would come. So there was one day, I didn't think they were there yet. I remember the big floodlights had the big uh -huh. rugby soft padding bits around them. Right. I can't remember Tom or some says to me, go and run into that then. 100 yard sprint mate, Couldn't I just run ran into it. it and I just went bang, bounced back off it and I just turned around and Strachan's just standing there like that and I'm just thinking, what am I doing man? <laughs> Did he not pull you in a couple of times and say? It's just, the, uh, once a week we man, like this is Celtic, like it's not fucking circus like, love that one. <laughs> <laughs> see, see, like, see obviously, talking to you tonight. Why do you think certain young players do daft things? Because I, I did daft things when Aye. I was younger and I look back now and I think, like, could I have conducted myself a wee bit better? <laughs> Would that have changed the path of my career? And I think my career was my career and it was what it was. I'm proud of it. But would it have been different? Why, why is it that there's that one or two players in each youth team that they I used things? to think that about him, mate. Why is he doing that? <laughs> so I loved to laugh, mate, but I would never do shit that he would do, do you know what I mean? But after it as well, I'm like, what am I doing? Like, I'm training with the first team and that. But just, I don't know if it was because, like, like, Sutton or Tomo would say it to you, so, like, I'd oh, like, they need to kind of impress them. And the one, like, you know, like, the possession boxes of four games before training, like, 20 boys are all lined up and that, and I'm, like, running two-footing and that yeah. before we start the boxes and that. <laughs> Tell the one about the first, when the first team were doing a gym session. Oh, the uh, mask, the naked no, one. Uh, no, the naked one. <laughs> so, obviously, the first team used to go up, do their gym, we had to stand, we had to wait, stand outside, and wait for them ahead. wait outside. I was like, I'm not waiting, man. Like, went over to the Celtic shop, bought a new Lennon mask. Remember, and he had that blonde hair. He had that blonde hair. Just got all the gear off naked, new Lennon mask on. Just walked in with the swagger. I, what am I doing, man? Just thought nobody could see me. Mate, they're, all the all, they're all stopped. Like, ah, what? Just jump up on the pull-up. I'm good at pull-ups because I'm only about 60 kilos. <laughs> just start battering at pull-ups saying, I'm the best player in here. <laughs> and they're just like, what? But they were all laughing at yeah. Lenny and that took they it brilliant. They loved that though, didn't they? Loved it, um, Big Jim Henry was not happy. No. Sports science. But did you think that did, is that, do you think that's what stopped you, didn't it? Like, no stuff like that because that was a laugh. But I don't know, just like my attitude with some stuff and that maybe, like when we went on that pre-season trip, um, played against Leeds and that was brilliant, but then when we came back, 
just like a couple of stupid things and that I done, and then like Strachan was like, I think you should go it alone. Mm -hmm. Which did you regret that? Or was it? It's good because it was good. good like funny the things, the, the good stuff, the funny stuff was good, but I regret like daft stuff like doing that, running into the rugby, hanging that when Strachan was there, mm -hmm. like stupid stuff which probably Strachan was just because he didn't like young boys anyway. Mm -hmm. He hated young boys on the bench and that. Um, if I didn't do stuff like that, like you never know. But like big man says, I'm, I've had a no bad career, so I'm kind of proud mm -hmm. of it. I remember stuff. I got my, my first flat, and before, the day I got it, Tommy Bunkey on the team, went, there's no chance that you and Gardiner are sharing a flat again. That was the first thing he said to me. <laughs> that was my I thought he was going to say, oh, well done getting your flat. He's like, you and Gardiner are not together in that. that flat. the one across the Hamilton, Hamilton race course. course huh? Great but guy. he did end up moving in. <laughs> you don't tell him, Mummy. Your digs were. <laughs> Can we tell your dig stories? Digs. <laughs> Diggs was alright, it was like me and Ross Wallace, Paul Lawson, Lawson moved to it. that wee boy, So it was like me, Ross Wallace and Gary Fraser, who we spoke about earlier. And um, aye, one, one year, so Connor, the kid was only like four, <laughs> it was like the same as you. And um, his Christmas presents were up the stairs and we're bored in the digs one day. Gary Fraser just goes up the stairs, this one looks like a DVD. <laughs> just rips open the kid's like Christmas <laughs> present. We're doing stairwalks watching Stuart Little. <laughs> <laughs> the mom and I come back, Liz and Jim, who were brilliant, uh, but they came back, like, the wrapping papers on the floor and we were watching Stuart Little in the living <laughs> room. Like, I don't know how they put up, we used oh, to Oh, that's yeah. incredible. But Gary Fraser ended up getting chucked out. Yeah, he used to play, like, football with the wee man, he was only four, and Gary Fraser's two-footing him and that. <laughs> and then the wee man's greeting and that, and then we're like, oh, it's okay, it's okay, and then he's happy and again, Fraser's, like, two-footing him again. <laughs> oh, digs are brilliant to see. Awesome. I love doing a big guy, Sandy Wood. He'll tell, tell a story about Sandy Wood in a bit. But we, uh, we lived with an old couple and the food was terrible, mate. Like, they went to the, like, the most basic supermarket. But their dining room was right on the back garden, so there was like a sliding door on at the back garden. So we'd always sit in the dining room for my dinner and they'd sit in the living room, which was joined on, but they were old, so they couldn't really know what was going on. So every night without fail, patio door open, chicken Kiev, Kiev <laughs> over the back of the garden fence, sausages over the back of the garden fence, and we'd phone a spicy chicken pizza. See if they ever got that fence removed, mate. It'd have been look like an island all day, honestly, the amount of food that we chucked to her. Obviously, Sandy would be told about this is this is this story will blow. I've told it on the live tenant shows, but on you go tell it. The just the same again, 16, 17, like I don't know why you think poo like shit's so funny when you're younger, <laughs> but I've obviously been around for it a wee bit. But we're playing Aberdeen quarterfinal of the Youth Cup, doing it bottom pitch at Barfield. So we'll go down. Um, to check the pitch and that, see what footwear we're going to wear because we're all professional and that. Um, we're doing checking the pitch. I'm like, fucking hell, bustle for a shite. It's a good five minute walk back up to Barfield. So I think it was like Aidan or Charles something. Just stay on the penalty spot, ten or a heed. Well, it's everybody in, ten or a heed. So there's like 16 of it in the squad. We're all doing, they're all like, aye, ten or a heed, blah, blah. Sandy Wood, big goal if you want to. Tightest man in the world. Solid, he's like, Midge, pleased in a day, like a shit there and that. So I've like wandered over, squatted over, big poo on the penalty spot. Made 150 quid, the only person that didn't have pays was the big goalie. <laughs> big man's shuffling it off, isn't he? <laughs> remember we Fat George with a bald head? Oh, he uh, came down. He cleaned it? Raging eye, and he cleaned it with, you know, like the cellophane that the big pack of water's in? <laughs> Ripping all the water, he picked it up with that. Well, but Sandy Wood was fuming it with yeah. that. That's my domain. That's my That's domain. He was hopeless as well. Tell him that, he was hopeless, wasn't he? Oh, he was rotten. Really, really good at driving his Ford Escort when they power steering. <laughs> he biceps were a huge man. Just be like that. Obviously, talking about Lenny there, got the settled job in the summer while we were off. How, you know, Midge, obviously, how do you think he'll do? Yeah, he's obviously, like, he's done well at Hibs as well, done well at Settle before, so... Um, I think, just obviously, because it looks like it's going to be his team, they're all, all banging on about this ten in a row. Um, maybe if you bring a new manager in, like, 
he maybe needs time to gel or whatever. So I don't know. I think he'll obviously do well. He's, he's done well when he's been there. Mm -hmm. So all the best, him. I think he'll do all right. Think he'll get rid of a few players and get a few of his own in. I think he might need to aye, because there's a few um, right a few back. Are the a, few, a few are needing it, but a few are needing it to do it. I think he needs some of his players in there. Yeah. So that, because at this moment in time, that's not his team. So I think if Lenny gets a few of his players in and they all gel together, then obviously they'll have a, hopefully have a successful season. But it's a tough one, because he's, he's in there and asked to do a job in a short time, which he's done. He's, he's he won the title. Well. And he get nothing but grief for it. And Rangers are saying that it's, oh, if he gets a Celtic job, he'll, he'll be Rangers' best signing. But that's ridiculous, you know what I mean? If he goes out and signs some really good players, some cracking players, then Aye. who knows what happens. It's going to be, it's going to be interesting next season. Mm -hmm. Rangers will come even better again next season as well. So could be a good... Yeah, obviously, we we trained him in that he is demanding, isn't he? Do you think players nowadays find that tough? Aye, like, I think he spoke about it as well. Mm -hmm. like, and you see it now, you kind of talk to it, like the way we got spoke to when we were younger. It was, you loved it though. Like, yeah. it's just, I think it always just shows that the, the coach cares. Like, if he'd stop, they'd always say it, if I stop shouting at you, then I didn't care about you. Anymore. What do you think's changed over the years that how we went from like old school? Older, old school where you, you absolutely got the piss ripped out of you, you got abused to the point that you would want to cry but you couldn't cry but you loved it, to now where you can't see anything because for the fear of somebody going and reporting you to like a higher body or a higher Aye. power, it's, how, how, how has that changed? It happen, no? So Ricky Spazier, like, when he, he was my youth team manager, some of the things he did to us and said to me personally, a lesser man would just have gave up mm -hmm. and walked away and thought, no I'm not dealing with this, this guy's too much. It got the best out of me, yeah, it got the best out of everybody else. You would never change yeah. it. And I think, I look back and I think, right, if I'm going to be a coach or a manager in the future, I'll take a bit for Ricky, I'll take a bit for Mick McCarthy, I'll take a bit for Peter Reid, I'll take a bit for the Jet. Uh, I'll not take anything for the Coventry. <laughs> 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 and I'll certainly not take anything for Mark Roberts. But um, <laughs> my point being is that, that they all had a good trait about them. Aye. And it's that's how you got respect, and yeah. when you had respect, that's when you performed because you wanted to do well for your manager. Because we had Kenny McDowell, remember Kenny yeah, in the reserves? Oh, great guy, but he would slaughter you. Absolutely slaughter. And he used to say to you, if you can't handle me shouting at you, how are you going to handle sixty thousand people shouting at you? Ah, it's true though. You know what I mean? Very, very true. Remember, he used to do that. Stands in good stead, like. But then it was a laugh as well. You could get both with Kenny. Remember the Doug, Doug, Doug or Steel or whatever. Just just everybody stand in a circle, just like keep it up. But like if somebody put it, like you would shout in to help, and if he couldn't keep up, it's like they're. But bad. you would do that when you shoot. No, it's aye, quite not a shoot. Not a shoot, aye. And if you're Doug or Still sealed, did that at Rangers. Aye, did he? Yeah, yeah, I loved it. He would do like the keep ball yeah. session and he would go to the radio to see, see, that, yeah. see what the result was. Not a shoot. Yeah. If you lost three lives, that was you in the middle. You had aye. to be a Doug or a seal or whatever but it see, was. Even like the first team came down to the team, I remember Tomo got got Doug in the middle, and like this is a guy playing the Champions League in front, and his face was beating me. He couldn't do anything, and it just. Kenny says even stuff like this it'll, it'll toughen you up but as yeah, you say so see young yeah. right go for it uh, Alan Thompson was one of my first training sessions with the first team so um, I was striking a pendry you know they used to take all their stuff down in that terrible Kia Sportage <laughs> Jeep so anyway I'm outside parking all the gear parking all the gear I didn't drive at the time so good clip to <laughs> Butterfield so anyway Tom was outside and he's Bentley or something he's like wee man run in and get your boots I'll take you down to training I'm like brilliant Tom thank you so much so I go and get some boots comes outside Bentley's gone. <laughs> I'm like, 
fucking hell, it's 25 past 10, I've got five minutes. I just tore it down, mate. In my boots, boots and training gear. <laughs> Tore it down, made it by about a minute. I was in the boxes, mate, the full warm-up. I oh. couldn't go to the middle because I was so fucked, nah, honestly. Tom was just like, ah, give me the pack, like, they ones that I'm looking at. Switching the other head. you all right, man? Like, I remember we were working in Didier Regat. Uh, okay, hello, okay. Um, we were working in, uh, you had a post, Didier Regat, and it was Big Charlie. He says to Big Charlie, if you put one of the big jackets on and sit in the sauna for uh, 20 I minutes, I'll let you drive my post. So big, stupid Charlie, of course, sitting there. Jacket on and he's fucking sweating buckets. <laughs> <laughs> driving the Bentley pure like <laughs> driving his Porsche with Kelly Park. Brilliant, wasn't it? Great day. Tomo and Sutter used to after training used to put you in the goal, take a penalty and you. Right wee man, if you save this, I'll let you drive the Bentley. So you're in the goal. Fucking brilliant, I've saved this man. They just used to smash the ball as far away as they can over the bar and just say, Unlucky wee man, you didn't save it, but go and get my fucking ball, will you? First team players were more ruthless. I remember when I, I was in the first team. And I was only in it a wee while and I was driving to training one day and I was stuck in the traffic and I thought, oh god, I've only got like three miles, five miles worth of fuel. There's a petrol station three miles away. I thought, I'll make it. But see when the traffic gets stuck in the traffic, couldn't you go up the hill? Because the fuel tank must have been sitting <laughs> where I couldn't get it. So I thought, right, who stays near me that's coming out of train? So Jason Matty and Phil Barber says, Babsy, could I've run out of fuel on the, the 690. Could you bring like a wee jerry can of fuel? I need a big man. Him and Jason Matty, right? right you can do right past me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm standing here on the 690 in the middle of traffic and they're like, oh, I can't lie. <laughs> was McAteer not thick as any? Oh, man, McAteer, he was, he's a great guy. He Is he funny? Uh, I don't know whether he means to be thick, but he, we were, I think we were going to a, a, a Christmas night out and we were in the airport and uh, Jimmy White walked in, right, into the lounge. And Jason Matt said, oh, yeah, there's Jimmy White. Jimmy, 180. <laughs> He's not even read that. <laughs> <laughs> he thought he played darts, man. Oh, That's man. tremendous. Uh, obviously, left Celtic, he went to Dundee United, played under Jackie McNamara after Peter, Peter Houston left. Uh, how was Jackie? Um, it was good before Jackie. Like, um, I think I played 38 games or something uh, with Peter Houston. It was good. Who's he's a good guy, isn't he? Ah, he's good, ah, he's really good. Um, and then Jackie came in. It was a weird one. Houston just came in, like, with about eight games to go or something. And just says, I'm leaving. And then Jackie came in. I was buzzing. Because um, obviously you were a young aye, boy at Celtic. Like, yeah. at and I thought he was brilliant. He was one of my favourite players and that. I thought, brilliant. And then when he came in, he said the same to me. Like, I'm buzzing that you're hearing that. And I don't know, I just... I don't know, like, I, I trained well and stuff. I just... I don't know what. I Jinky, must have shot and shoot Celtic or something. <laughs> I've definitely done something because we just didn't... He just didn't... didn't Jinky, you remembered, like, the carry-on that you had at Celtic? Like, maybe? I don't nah. know, because when he came in, he was, he was buzzing. Or when we spoke, like... And he would say, oh, it's just not working out here. He's like, but me and Sid were buzzing when we came in and you were hearing that. And I, but it just didn't make sense. And then, I don't know, he gave us, he's like pulled me over one Friday, going to play the more you're getting your chance against Aberdeen at home it was. Um, so I went in to see him after training. I've just said, listen, like, you're, I'm a winger, like, I need four or five games. Like, Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? 
Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM. Try and get a bit of consistency. You'll get that, you'll get that. Took me half I think we're one 0 up against Aberdeen. Took me half after sixty minutes, never played again. That was you done. Just a weird one. Did uh, see being for Dundee, did playing for your hometown team was, was that hard? Because I, f- I found it hard at Dundee. Ah, it's it's, it's hard just because like Dundee's it's negative, isn't it? Like mm-hmm. loads of people just want to put you down in that. But I think the the both sets of fans are good. The fans are brilliant to me now. Dundee United fans, they just always say like I done well my first season, I never got a chance afterwards. But um, just going back like. Simon Donnelly was brilliant, he was brilliant with me, he would always come and talk to me and that, because I got phased out, I, he put me to the 20s, eh? Stevie Campbell, Davey Bowman, brilliant with me, um, trained every day and stuff, um, it was brilliant, but I just got to the stage where you'd go and see Jackie, he hated confrontation, eh? he hated like 1v1, he would always say Darren Jackson and sitting with him, and Jack was alright to be fair, but he just hated one on one, I would ask him what I need what, today to get in the team. And it would just be you, just keep doing what you're doing and that. Blah, blah. How hard is that when you're training the, the youth team and the reserves and stuff like that? Uh, it's, it wasn't a great, but just like you said, Steve Campbell and Davy Bone were brilliant. Um, they, they kept us going and stuff, it was brilliant, and eventually got away on the last day of the window. You ever had that, Kev, that you've been at a club and kind of been frozen it? I at Coventry, but that was probably down to my own fault because I went to Lonely Wolves, Mick McCarthy took me to Lonely Wolves, and while I was at Wolves, I slaughtered the Coventry fans and I slaughtered the Coventry <laughs> team and just gave them a right hard time because it was absolutely shite. So I was just telling the truth. So when I came back that pre season, I still had this belief in my head that I could get back at the team and start performing like I'd hoped to perform. It was maybe two years too late, but I still had this feeling I could, I could, I could do it. But the manager, I was like doing the training and stuff, and I never get picked for the first team. I thought I'll get picked for the, the, the Carling Cup game on the Tuesday night. Like every dog and duck player gets picked for that. I mean, I didn't get picked for that. I thought there's something seriously going on here. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I thought I'm doing all right in training. Even the boys are like, why are you not getting a game? And then obviously Chris Coleman pulled me and just said, you're not, you're not my type of player, and um, I'll not be picking you. And, so and what did you did you try and force a move? I, I think I think they were trying to force me out, but. I wanted the car, so I hung tight. Are <laughs> 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 you the you same? Know, you know, you, know, you, you just got to. Then the day the clubs employed you. Because they, they got rid of you quick enough. They didn't get rid of me quick enough. So I ended up staying till I ended up picking a move to Hartlepool because I had my wee boy up in the north east. So that was ideal for me. I went and played 15 games there, stuck, stuck it out to Christmas, and then and eventually I got a, a move in January. So it, it's tough because 
regardless of how you feel about the club or how you think personally, you still want to play. You mm. still want to go out there and try and do your best. I mean, as a footballer, when you're not playing on Saturday afternoon, it's pretty crap. Right, it's so that, that's the only time I've ever kind of experienced that. Right, teammates at United, Johnny Russell. How oh, good yeah, was sir. he? He was brilliant. Was he? He huh? was brilliant, even in training and that. He had, uh, didn't really see that much on when he, but in training he had the best chop ever. He'd have like lads diving in, like mm -hmm. left, right and centre, and then he would just lift it over the goal's head and that. But brilliant, like such a hard worker as well. Like it's not just like the, the skill or talent. He worked his balls off. Like that, you were obviously in competition with him as well. Did that make it tough to get in the team? It was good players there, wasn't ah, it? Ah, it was great players. It was like there was Johnny Russell, Stuart Armstrong, Ryan Dow, Gary Mackay, Stevens. Like it was a good team. Like and um, and Husty was good. Like he was a good coach and that. And then Jackie obviously came in, played that four-two-three-one. Like it was just it was brilliant. It's just that mm. great season. And Nadir Shifty was, was in as well. He was excellent, wasn't he? He was, brilliant. he was actually. A uh, story about him in pre-season, he was actually rotten. Was he? Rotten in pre-season. And to be fair, he was doing that Ramadan. Right. So he wasn't like eating and stuff and would be training. And he was like knackered. He's pouring a bottle of water this evening. He's like trying to get a wee tiny bit of water. <laughs> so he didn't do it properly. Uh -huh. We always told him every day. But um, And then we played Wigan. It was like the last day of pre-season we played Wigan. He scored a 40-yarder right in the top bin. And then we signed him the next day. Right. And then he was brilliant for Dundee United. Did you see all the boys at like Armstrong and McKay? Did you know that they would go and play B-top plus? Yeah, uh, you could like... They lads definitely, and then Goldie obviously Ryan Gold. Are you surprised he's he not done as well as he? Aye, he was always wanting to go abroad. He was always like one of the young lads that wanted to go abroad. And when he first went over, I thought he he would like squish it like, but um, obviously it's, it must be hard like moving away at that age, like no family and stuff. But he's obviously been at Hibs. Hopefully he could he can go and kick on now. Mm -hmm. uh, have you been in a first team where you've seen a young player come through, Kevin? You think straight away he's got it. There's been loads over the years, I've seen many players and I think, oh wow, he'll be the next big thing and they don't ever quite get there. And you, you can never ever put your finger on why did they not get there. Sometimes it's the bright lights, they get attracted to the bright lights too fast because they'll maybe get a wee debut, then they'll, go, then they'll enjoy the, like the popularity that it brings with that when people are, oh he has to be so and so, he's brilliant and all that, and then they forget what they're there in the first place for. Mm -hmm. that, that, that's a big thing. but. And then I, I don't think I've ever been in a, a team where I've seen a young player that I thought personally, well, he's, and they've actually went on and followed done through it. and done it. And it's usually somebody who isn't as good as him. And I, whereas yeah. I, the, 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 the one maybe at Rangers, Lewis McLeod, didn't they always see him in the youth team, but he was a youth team player breaking in because of the situation at Rangers. And I always thought he was the best, whereas some people thought uh, Crawford was the best or um, there was another young boy, they thought uh, Mitchell, but... To me, Lewis McLeod stood out head and shoulders, but he's went away. He got no a bad injury, didn't bad he? Bad injury, uh -huh. but not really heard anything about him since. So it's difficult because these players are just like, it doesn't matter whether you're a young player or an older player, you, you come across things in your career, whether it be an injury, whether it be a personal situation off the park, a lot of factors that hinder that progression to get to where you hope them to get to. Like mm -hmm. the boy Tumble, we're all talking about him now. Me maybe more so yeah. than yeah. I. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we just hope that he goes on and does what yeah. everybody's expecting of him because obviously he's got potential, he's got bags of it. Mm -hmm. Suter there as well, were you, Mitch? Uh, John Suter, uh, they, were like, they were like young as well. He was just kind Did of... Did they come and team in the first team of that year? They were team of the first team all the time, mate. Uh, but they were, they, what a wee group. They were like Goldie, um, Andy Robertson signed. Mm -hmm. They would go doing, you know, Magdalene Green. Yeah. And just like with yeah, a wee five-side goal, mate. And just like after training and just play football. To, like, but what the boys never heard, they, they wouldn't even carry on and they wouldn't be doing stupid stuff like... Nah, the, to be fair, there was in the dressing room, right? United dressing was brilliant. Was it? it was who, really who was good. the main culprits? It was like me, Johnny Russell, 
Barry Douglas, Mark Miller. Mind oh, Mark Miller, Miller uh, he was crazy. mental. Uh, uh, <laughs> he was just like, he was brilliant as well. He had that great season at Falkirk, Sainford and United. Jackie was kind of like the same with me and him, but we went away pre-season to Germany and Marbella. It was six in the morning, we were getting our flight for Germany to Marbella, and they'd been banging on about him, but his weight, he put on a bit of weight in that. So anyway, in Germany, mate, six to, uh, nine days in Germany, every morning on the treadmill was said, doing fat burn and stuff and that. We're at the airport six in the morning to get a flight to... Uh, Malaga and so we're on this wee sandwich place and that Mark Miller not even caring just if you're going to date go and date quietly big extra large Burger King at <laughs> 6 in the morning and he, br- he brings it through and sits in the cafe with us and Jackie Martin, man, and Mark are just sitting there Jackie and that's just like sounds like I've had him on the treadmill every day but we used to go to Celtic for training and pick him up and he would he'd, for his breakfast he'd have two Milky Ways and a, a Snickers that'd be his breakfast but he was talented wasn't he yeah, good good player man just shows you there's so many out there um, yes. Gavin Gunn I need to ask you about him because uh, Johnny Gav. also told a couple of stories uh, just a good character as well man he would be he would just come in and just be like I'm the best player in here. I don't even know why I'm playing with you. And like Peter Houston would be standing there just like, Gaffer, <laughs> why am I ball. playing with these? Aye, that one, he picked. Bocker, did you didn't see that, have you? Oh, that, just, Bocker gets past him, he just puts his foot on it, picks it up, and then just like walks off the pitch. But where did he walk off to? To up the tunnel. Aye, up the tunnel at Paradise. And, and just, no, come back out. Never came back out. Games why? Up. I don't know. It's my I'm going him. Games how many up minutes were in the game? So I was in the middle of the game anyway. It was, it was so did he get substituted him off? I wasn't even there at the time. I, I think he got sent off. Seen it. Didn't I think he got sent off for it. That's nuts, isn't it? Is that the maddest dressing you've been in? Um, no, there's been a few mad dressing rooms. like, But that was a good dressing room. But we're all mad in that. And John Daly, he was brilliant, but he was like the da. Uh-huh. Like, kind of the way I would maybe ah, imagine you to be. Ah, he was like the da. Player, aye. Had a bit of daftness in him, but some, he knew he'd come the line. Yeah, aye, really, he was aye. brilliant. He liked the laughing at that as well. And Sean Dillon, but they were like the da's. And we'd play like heady tennis in the dressing room. But you know, the tiles that if you hit it, it all breaks and all that. Mm. We're playing heady tennis one day, just like a wee game and that. And John Daly's came in, raging, just shouting. Fucking stop it, blah blah. Johnny Russell, Barry Douglas, and that. I hit the floor. Pure like shite bags after like getting at the big end and that. <laughs> and I've just stood up and said, Dinty, no, we're playing. And they just still stayed on the floor, mate. And I'm just standing like that, thinking John Daly's going to kill me here. How would, uh, how would Jackie deal with that dressing room? He never came, never he never came really near the dressing room, no. <laughs> I was, um, the stage I got to at United when I was training with the young boys for like a month, and Stevie Cameron, that was brilliant. And you go into St Andrews, and the first team dressing room was there, and Jackie McNamara's dressing room was right there. And I just knew he'd be in his, like that, oh no, Midge is going to be coming in soon. And I'd just come in and say, right Stevie, like Stevie Campbell, who am I running the show of the day? First team or you boys? Because I'm going to be top man today. I can just imagine Jack in there like, oh, Listen, please yeah. come in here, guard down. <laughs> what about the best dressing you've been in, Kev? Oh, I don't know. Hearts? Uh, Hearts was different because we had a lot of foreigners, so they would all talk in their language and f- probably rip the shite out of Scottish <laughs> boys, you know what I mean, for one reason or another, but... Uh, and then obviously we had a few characters at the, at the hearts that would get themselves out of trouble and would take the piss out of them. So, but I think every dressing room I was in over my career, there were all there was all daftness yeah, there. Yeah. You just like Air United, for example, we trained on a Tuesday night and Thursday night, which was different. The kit man doing there, Kale, um, Alan Kale, he was fucking brilliant, man. He introduced me to like different music that I've never heard, and we'd come in and this music would be on, and it was. But they were just young, daft, naive boys playing part-time football and loved it for what it was. But um, sometimes, no, dressing rooms are, dressing rooms, like, what I, what I, what I not bringing they give you in life? No, it's brilliant, isn't because it? Because see the stick you take in there, regardless yeah. of whether you're the top man or the wee dick that everybody hates, 
See, later in life, when people think they can abuse you and it's going to bother you, you're like, aye, you're never going to even make me flinch to what I've heard heard in the dressing room. It's just like good life experience. Unbelievable. It's one of the best things about football. Do you miss it, don't you? When you go part time, you do miss the dressing room. Both played with Scatcho as well, talking to teammates. How good was he? Rudy was good. I never knew. I knew Rudy was a Hearts legend when I arrived. Because when I was there, he arrived a wee bit later when he's like return. What a left foot man, it was like a oh, hammer yeah. toe, eh? He could hit the ball so hard. <laughs> but he was, a, he was an all round great guy. Yeah, like a, a really. Nice guy. Was he like, oh, is he on the pitch? Yeah. Like, he looks no, like he has he, aye, that's what I used to think. Yeah. But he was a pure, pure nice guy and he was very like appreciative of his teammates because we would help him get the goals that he got and he would help set up goals. And he was one of the players you would think if we were struggling a day, like, oh, come on, Rudy, just pull something pull out your yeah, pull. And he would. And you're like, oh, that's why. And then you're like, Rudy, and then. We'd get him out in the drink and all that, and I don't, he didn't drink too much, but he did like a drink. He was, he was. So he would come in with the oh, boys. Oh, well, I, I definitely. I really was. A, he was an all-round good pro. Knew the balance. Knew when not to cut the line, and also like because of the jet. The jet was very old school. Him and Billy Brown, like really old school, and Rudy would sometimes say, "What the fuck are these two guys?" <laughs> like, he would come. To, Rudy would come to me to ask me questions about the jet and Billy, and, and I'd explain like, it. And I'd be like, well. I'll just, just do things different fucking Scottish managers. <laughs> That's what he says, well, at United, Aye. because he never like started a lot of games at United, but he'd always come on just the same, please produce something, like uh-huh. anything for 30 yards, just shoot. But he was brought, he was great. He was, and he, I was actually mental, because he mixed the, like, me, Barry Douglas, John, oh, I did he, like, right? he kind he of part of it. And um, obviously I was on the bench a good bit under Jackie, so me and Rudy would just sit and just brilliant for a oh, chat. He would, just sit he would always have his trainers on, he wouldn't put his boots on. What, on the, on the bench? On the bench, trainers on, he'd go up and warm up on the grass with his trainers and that on. And then take his boots on when he was just always reminded me of somebody that was very, very professional. Mm. Like, the game would finish, I'd be thinking, right, game's finished, I'll get the gear on, I'm in the car, doing the road in 15 minutes, I get Chinese. a chicken and then I'm out for a pint, that's why I looked at it. Whereas he would be like, Quite happy to stay up to seven o'clock, right. do all his interviews, get on the massage table and get rubbed down to his body, couldn't be rubbed anymore, <laughs> and then just totally stroll out about seven or eight o'clock right. at night and think, like, that's me done. and warm down in that. Oh, yeah, would you, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. He'd be out doing the press outside and Rudy's still stretching. It's like six o'clock. Brilliant. And another, another unlikely uh, friendship you've got for football is Big Boydie. Big Chris Boyd. What was he hanging about his suit? Oh, I at Kelly. It was just when he kind of started the media work with Sky Sports and that. So, like, he'd always been a track in that every day. He starts coming in with the, the jeans on and the, the shit flickers and the, <laughs> the suit jackets and that. So it was, it was good. Big Craig Sampson was there and we'd, we'd always go up to the gym and that's the Craig Sampson's like, Boydie went away. He never went near the gym, did he? He's in the canteen. Aye, aye. So um, Sammy's like, go and get that jacket on. We'll go up to the gym and that. And so I pulled out. I'm like, nah, it's a fucking Hugo Boss, Sammy. Like, can't do anything that. Anyway, I've got the Kelly training gear on. Boom, up, buttoned it up. It fucking made STV news and all that. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> up, doing pull-ups and all that, man. Doing sit-ups and all that. Boy, he's suit on, goes down, hangs it back up. And then he went to Sky Sports and that. He never heard anything about it. And then I got a phone call off about half six after the news. You fucking wee prick. <laughs> Wait until I see you in the morning. <laughs> Is he a good guy, big boy? Yeah, great guy, yeah. Great guy. I still speak to him like, all the time. He's brilliant. Just loves slaughtering me, yeah. Does he? Yeah, because uh, obviously he's a goal machine. Used because you played in the hole and he played up front of Kelly. Uh, so he's working now. Uh, he I've scored one goal for Kelly, and that was the season he scored 22 in SLP 18 of them. Did you right? Uh, remember that time you were at Kelly on the bench? Remember? Nah, I can't remember. <laughs> right, <no. laughs> Brilliant. Right, another teammate, obviously uh, Andrew Robertson. You mentioned him. 
Aye. What a career he's having, eh? Unbelievable, eh? Could you see him going that high? Like, obviously, you said you could see Armstrong see, but see when he won first, Champions Leagues. Aye, see, like, when he very first came in, he was just, like, so raw, and I was just like, I was right? what, like, he couldn't have passed just the ball like, Aye, like, he could, but I don't know if he was, like, nervous now, because it was that same trip, that Germany pre-season, uh-huh. and we had Graham Kerry in. Remember Graham yeah, Kerry? Good player, He was in on trial, and he was brilliant. He was brilliant. he played left back at the time, Graham, and he never got signed. But Andy Robertson came in, I actually roomed with him. It was one of the ones, a young boy coming in, put him back, I was like, I'll take him. And he was brilliant. So you were his roommate? I was his it? roommate in Germany and that, and he never gives me any bloody praise for that. <laughs> sure. but, um, no, but he's, he was brilliant. And then what he just like kicked on. It was like week by week, he just like got better and better. In training, that unbelievable, great professional. And then fucking... Must be down to where brilliant. he was in his life. Like that tweet, the, the famous tweet, Aye. and he must have just thought when he got that chance to go a game with Dundee, Queen's Park, then the United, he must have just have thought, I need to Aye, get this on, is it. this is it, and he, he's just and he incredible. Has. And you want to know what, he's what, the best guy ever, like, is he? in Magaluf. Genuinely, because he Aye. does seem like, I've met an interview with that, right. we're in, in Magaluf, and the lads are like, you didn't, you didn't even Ken Andy Robertson, you know, like the shit patter after Champions League final. I was like, I'll mess with him then. Please fucking message back. <laughs> Snapchat, Snapchat them all the boys in MAGA. Swear to God, mate, quarter past ten at night, Snapchat some of the lads back saying cheers, mate. And you want to know what you said as well? I wouldn't have got here without all the lads at United. I'm thinking you're lying bastard. <laughs> <laughs> See, when you're watching them playing the Champions League final, though, is it a bit surreal? Like, do you think that could have been me? Nah. Nah, I'd never think it could have been me, but it's just like, you just like buzz from because you know how good he was. And See what as well? You love people like that when they're good guys as well. Uh-huh. Like not just good fo- footballers, like good guys as well. Uh, it's quite, it's quite, it's, it's quite the opposite when you when you get a wank Aye. <laughs> that makes it. You think, how the fuck's he there? Aye, but no, it felt like you, that guy. Did, get, the amount of praise he gets, he deserves it. Brilliant, brilliant. Brilliant story with old Snapchat. Eh? Leaving Tannadice, how did it come about? Um, also, I went on loan a couple of times. I went on loan at Kelly, and then I went on loan to Ross County, um, and then just got a letter. My, my deal was coming to an end, got a letter through the door. Like, you're no contact. I come for a guy as well that I'd never even heard of. At made United up, it's a made up later, <laughs> And then, anyway, the season's not even finished yet. I'm still up in, at, in Inverness at Ross County. Yes. Come up on my phone, Jackie McNamara, and I'm thinking, I'll answer this, put on my loudspeaker. Um, just like talking, he's like, Midge, just wanted to give you the phone call to let you know that your contract's, contract's not getting renewed and that. I was like, Jackie, what are you on? I was like, I got a letter two weeks ago. He never knew about the letter? Uh, well, I think he did, because I don't know if he didn't want to tell me that. But anyway, the phone call was like terrible. Um, we ended up being on the phone for about 10 minutes, and he was just like, we thought like, you could have maybe done this and done that. And I was like, well, you never gave us a chance. Like, You banished me to the like reserves and that. No, I never. I must have thought I was recording them or something. Uh-huh. I had to say to him, I was like, Jack, I'm not recording you or that. I'm just like trying to get it out in the open, like hey, a man-to-man conversation. Anyway, the phone call didn't end great. But um, we're in Magaluf there, and uh, me, Keith Watson, and Brian Graham, who obviously got binned off him, can only went and sent him a picture, didn't they? Same champ champs. And he was brilliant, to be fair. He messaged back saying, brilliant, Midge, delighted for oh, you. Oh, great. So, so it was there good. There you go. Still, still, Jack, about, still set like legend, uh, Jack. Right. Right. He had the He's brilliant on brilliant. here. He was great on here. Uh, 2016 League Cup at Ross County. Proudest moment of your Ross County career? Aye, probably aye. It was just like, it was just, one of the days it was meant to be, it was my daughter's birthday, I think she was two, she was two or three. Right. Um, surely you didn't have all eight shots. She was two. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was her second birthday, like that day, 
Um, and then obviously I scored the first goal and set up the winner, like, fucking dreams, wasn't it? Yeah. Suffer dreams, man. But the game was the game was weird, like, we got battered first half, but Jimmy Mack was good, like, at like setting up his team and I think when we went 3-5-2, like, I'm a 10 and I'm playing right wing back, aye, but you just did it. For the team. But it worked, uh, we got lucky, we went 1-0 up, and then Fock kind of killed it. It was actually Liam Fontaine that scored for them. Oh, was it for him, yeah, You're thinking he's just going to score a header, he's half volley, like, through the edge of the box, it was a rasper. So it goes in and it was just a belief chat, like you need to believe. Because the first half it was like we did not and then we went out, second half it was quite even and then we scored like the last kick of the ball, didn't oh, we? Yeah. I'm thinking, thank f- I've not got extra time in the locker here. Picked the ball up from their corner, ran the full length of the pitch, crossed it in. Big Fonts has made a mistake, hasn't he? And Schalke has put it into an empty yeah. goal. And then Fonts nearly scored, they went up the pitch, he had an overhead kick, your keepers tipped it over the bar and then we defended the corner, win. How was it meant on the dressing room after? Uh, it was amazing, it was amazing. Like. Because like you're playing Hibs, Hibs a massive team, and we were Ross County's like underdogs and that. It was just brilliant. Everybody's just going mental. I've do got you, do great, you use uh, that up there that people like, oh, you're always underdogs, and people hate going up to, to Ross County. Uh, not so much under the new management team. They're they're not really about that. They're just like it's just always belief in that. that like with that chat with Jimmy Mack, but in the in the dressing room after it, you can imagine it was mental, man. You talk about like. Going up to Ross County and everybody hates yeah. going to like going up to Ross County, going up to Peterhead, going up to Elgin and see England. Like oh, every game, every oh, weekend. Sad, like yeah. when I lived in Sunderland, we would say, right, we're playing Charlton this week. We'd set off on a Friday at twelve o'clock oh, and take six hours to get down there on the bus. Stuck in that Friday traffic. Aye, like, like the spaghetti jumps to bum and you're thinking, like, we've got a game tomorrow yeah. and you're like but up here in Scotland, the moaning they need to travel two hours to Aberdeen. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean? It's incredible. <laughs> Did you just go back up there for a, for a party after it? Mate, it was mental. It was crap because uh, we had a game on the Tuesday or Wednesday. We had a midweek game, didn't we? So I think a few of the lads, like the reprobates, like Ian McShane and that, I think they went out <laughs> and the lads that didn't like, bother. But I went, then, I, went, uh, <laughs> I, went, I went back to Dundee uh, with the family, went to a restaurant, a um, couple of pints, meal. So professional. Oh, man. Man. <laughs> that doesn't say you're talking snow. He's trying to be We had the game um, midweek, I think we won it, so, but I think we had a night out after that. That was brilliant. Uh, uh, it was brilliant. You, another game that you were, I thought you were brilliant in was semi final against Celtic. Uh, that, that, that cut. That cut, uh, uh, That was brilliant. W- did you feel like you had a point to prove it? Uh, you always do, aye. You always do because we beat Celtic as well in the 2010 when we got to the Scottish Cup final, and that was Lenny was the manager uh-huh. then. And we beat them. We beat them then convincingly as well. And Lenny was brilliant after that. Shoot my hand after the game. That. But I think obviously, like when you like get punted for a team, oh, yeah. probably even not was main fault. You always feel when you play against them, like you've got a point to prove. Mm-hmm. But um, I, I think I enjoyed that mayor. I think I enjoyed the semi-final mayor in the final. Did for you, some uh, reason, I don't know why. Like Celtic went one 0 up early doors, but then got a man sent off. So you're thinking you've got a chance. Um, and then we got a penalty. Martin Wood scored that. And then Martin Woods, I think we ended up winning 3-1. Al Schalk scored a peach. Yeah. But it was just, I enjoyed that more than I enjoyed the final for some reason. Do you ever go why. back and play against the former club? Yeah. I went, when I went to Coventry, I came back to play against Sunderland and I'd only one thing on my mind was to do the left back because <laughs> I was a twat when I was there and I thought, well, i get a chance. And I think I got to like the 90th, 92nd minute and he's left back. He's pulled onto the left foot, went to like take it up the line, and I'm chasing him down. I thought, fuck it. Striker chance. Oh, I just oh, I absolutely <laughs> floored him. And I was buzzing with that. I was like, pure <laughs> thing. Fucking get in that. Got that <laughs> uh, did play against anybody else? Kamarnik, Hearts, Hearts. Played against Kamarnik for Hearts. What um, was that like? Because obviously you loved your time at Hearts and you were. I didn't mind because 
Kamalnik fans I had a great time at Kamalnik and it was a really really it was a great time but I had no remorse I never wanted to try and do anything differently you know what I mean um, but no did you get uh, a good reception for the Hearts fans in your back it was alright it was alright it was alright <laughs> <laughs> uh, right Jim McIntyre how much do you love him Probably played your best football of your career under him. Yeah, it was it was good. See when he first came in, it was it was terrible because I'm I was like uh, you know that position that's not there anymore, like a ten. Yeah, I was always like a kind of floaty off the front, and I played that at Kilmarnock where Chris Boyd just played off him, and Jim Mantith came in, played me right mid against Hibs in, in the cup, but we were SP at the time. Hibs were championship, right. so obviously we were kind of expect to win, and I was shocking. Played right mid, just like, no right mid kind of thing, and he just like. Worked on it, worked on it, and then ever since then I've played left or right. Um, but I got him well, got him well. He was good for me, and I was, that's what he always says. You were good for me, and I was. He let. So, but it was good. Him and uh, obviously yeah, Billy Dodge, Billy Dodge, Billy Dodge, brilliant, <laughs> best, best ever at like making tea. Milk, milk too. Just hate, hated me on Snapchat. Dodo, milk too bad. Oh, brilliant. It's lazy get as well. Like obviously at lunch and that. You wouldn't like, you know, like if you play it and you've got your cup, you just go and put it down, and go back and get your yogurt and that. Nah, everything in one go. So he's got his plate here, his yogurt. And you want to know? He just did this with his paper cup. We'll walk up, put it at so the end of his cup. So he wouldn't need to go back. Walk up. <laughs> Who was your favourite manager, Kev? Uh, the Jet. was Jet was for different reasons. I Jet. I liked the Jet because I had the respect of him and he respected me. So although we would fight all the time, we would kiss up and make up every day and yeah, yeah, like, yeah. he was he would he would be the go to guy. He would come to me to find out what the team was feeling. And I would go to him when the boys are nudging me like, Can see if we can get the jet to get us a day off in Monday or something? And I'm like, like late women, late women, and I'm like, Gaffer, boys boys are tired, like only chance of every Monday off. It's a tell you what I'm doing and he would come back to me about it. So we're doing like counter offers back and <laughs> forth to try and get but I did like the jet, like somebody who like invited to my wedding. Did you? Yeah. I know he never came, but <laughs> he did send a lovely present. So what was it? Um, it was like a some kind of like vase type thing. So yeah, sounds rubbish. Uh, it was, wasn't, <laughs> I was looking for fifty quid. Not cared. <laughs> 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 it was put money in a cab. Was my entire your favourite image? Manager. Um, ah, he was. He was good. He was brilliant. His own coil, though, no. Own coil was good. You gave him a bit, didn't you? I gave him a bit. I. Um, I was telling you before we started. Uh -huh. Just like. We just heat got just got real get a heat at the moment. Said a few bad things, but um, but everybody does that the cakes and fizzy juice and that. But we didn't we didn't do enough shape and stuff like that, and we went down. So, um, but aye, Jimmy Mack was good. But I don't know uh, Gordon Strachan like best coach like for actual coaching. Enjoying that. Like, uh, like he was turning me into centre mid. That's it. Like just with coaching. That's and where that. you played against Leeds, isn't it? Yeah, I played against Leeds. Uh, yeah. uh -huh. Um, he was just brilliant, he's coaching and he's just like philosophy of football and that was brilliant. You see the two boys you've got now are really good coaches. Uh, um, Ketz and Fergie are really good. Uh, um, they're just like, obviously, like, I think Ketz is, uh, Fergie's obviously got like his pro, like his UEFA pro thing. Ketz is doing it just now. Um, training that's brilliant. Uh, every day, like different passing drills and all that, like you're not know, getting fed up and that. You know what lads are like, you know, ah, same, the, the same passing drill every Thursday. The same men, you for B life, uh, everybody's got the same drills in so it's fresh, training's fresh, like it's a great dressing room, great bunch of lads. Do you think they two got well. a chance of maybe potentially moving on in the future? 
Aye, I don't know, like, how, obviously, with the coal manager. Did there ever a coal manager with Aberdeen many years ago? Oh, I can't remember. Sure. I remember Liverpool had it. Roy Evans and Julian were joint managers. It's not like Jockey Scott and somebody... You love Jockey? What's your thing with Jockey Scott? No, I just don't think I remember. It's not a game of He takes me to a game of mention, though. I'm taking my best Jockey. Aye, so I don't know. As long as I keep doing well, you never know what could happen from there. You said as you got older, you calmed down a bit, but that Ross County dressing room was also wild. Uh, what was the story with the, the bubble wrap? Yeah, the bubble wrap. To be fair, that was early. That was my first season alone for Celtic. Oh, so you were still um, mental? Aye, so I was still mental. Um, but I went up, and um, Scott Leach was the manager, George Adams was like running the show for God knows where. Um, <laughs> we had an idea Fidel's one day. Bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> Fidel's bedroom. We had an idea one day, we'll go up the office and we'll get me on, like taping that. So we went upstairs take me up, find some bubble wrap for somewhere, bubble wrap me up and then take me up again. Your full body? To like my ankles, like, oh, to like here. So the plan was, we'll go to the manager's office, like the lads would knock on the door and just leave me there. <laughs> and I would just be standing like that, and he would be like, what the fuck? But anyway, we're, what, there's a big corridor to go up to the manager's office. So I was I'm like a penguin, like my feet, you can't really move your feet. Craig Sam's has just done that. Honestly, he's just touched my back. My feet have just started going like that, mate. For about ten steps, <laughs> and then I've just went like that, bang, right off the f right. It was like carpet, Car but solid hard, underneath mm. it. Half of my skin off, broke, chipped my tooth, broken tooth. The lads are like all laughing and that until I like rolled over, mate, rolled over, and they've seen the state of my face, and they're just like, oh shit. Anyway, I had to go and tell. They're pure ripping all the stuff off us up to the manager's office. What the fuck's happened to him? It was like Craig Sampson, Andrew Dowie, uh, Sean Higgins, Don Cowie, right? So the gaffer's going through them. He's a route order, like a week's wages. I'm not having this here, blah, blah. And then Craig Sampson's just done that gaffer, like, that was Midge's idea. <laughs> <laughs> Scott Leach has just stood up and he's went, get the fuck out of my office, every one of you is. I'm out half a skin hanging off and that, mate. Brilliant, you and Leach had a love hate as well, didn't you? Did you not, did you not smash uh, him into it? Me and Leach had a love hate, just, um, I cut it like he would like I was just starting all the time that but every now and again he'd just like take me out to like remember your place, your you play at Celtic, you're at Ross County New kind of thing. And he had me on the bench one game. No, he actually named me on the bench and then put me in the stand. So I was in the stand, so I, I had a wee bit of head loss and that. And we were in training, so Leach used to take part. Um and I was like we five sides or something, I was like, I'm smashing him the day. Kinda like <laughs> yours though. I was like, I'm smashing the day. And anyway, remember he had that bad Achilles injury. Right, it was right. still kinda hammed him a wee bit. So anyway, he's running and he's like, Ned, you can get near me, bang for behind scissor, two foot, mate. <laughs> two foot to the manager. Scott Leach. But he was hardly to you, wasn't he? He's bounced up, mate. And like I was like kind of oh, like sorry and that he's just came for me, eh? Started running at me, the manager. <laughs> I'm just running away, mate. I've took off. Anyway. <laughs> So I come back into the V5 sides, um, the rest of the training, he's just like hanging in with me, waiting on me getting the ball. So I'm just, me and I'm getting the ball and I'm just like, way, like, <laughs> passing it away. Anytime he comes near me, I'm just running away. <laughs> he was fuming, was he? Absolutely fuming. Well, do you any manager that joined in, Kev? Training? Mick McCarthy joined in a few times. So uh, would you be playing up against him? Would you be centre forward? Would aye, you be centre aye, pure solid big Mick. I would hate to have played against Mick when he was in full flow. Like, aye, and okay. Mick used to be used to do pre-season. And Mick loved boxing, like he loved partaking in the boxing. So we had like 12 bags in a square. 
So we used to do a, a drill where like it'd be two minutes on the, the pads and or the the punch bags and then two minutes doing sit ups. So it was two on, two half, that was your breather. So like there was all different sorts of bags. There was like a speedball, there was like the, the mitts, there was the big bag, there was everything. Class. So Mick would hold Mick would hold the bag like this, right? So and then they'd come on, Kyle, come on. So I'd go like that, right? Just keep wrapping it right. And then I thought, fuck, I'm gonna hit him, right? And I just thought, I went, bang, and I hot the gaffer, right? <laughs> I did I just thought I'm going to hit him for a laugh. I thought I'm like, oh, no, gaffer. He just went, right, you're in the office. Right? <laughs> right? And I was like, I was only joking, gaffer. He's like, no, no, in the office now. So like, he started, took the gloves off, like, chopped them down, started walking. We got to the door and he went, ah! <laughs> He's oh, been here. Oh, fucking dropped, honestly. He's been brilliant to oh, his press conference recently. Uh, the man the bus. The bus. Can you bring it to stop moving? <laughs> <laughs> the bus broke down. Can you elaborate? Just stop moving. <laughs> See, managers join in that we had uh, obviously the canyon and he would do shooting drills and he would always demo me. So, see, his demo would be unreal. Oh, like, yeah. He would do like left foot, right foot, top bins, and he'd and always, every time it happened, eh, he'd go and stand at the side and we'd start me and there'd be boys all over the fucking bushes, <laughs> boys kicking boys all over the place, and he'd be like, fuck, fuck, <laughs> mamma mia. See, uh, <laughs> when I was living with Rafa Devita, he spoke oh, he about them and stories, he would eh? always be like, <laughs> The canyon would obviously do the demo and that, and then be at the side and be like, Oh, Adam Maroney! Adam Maroney! He's played in the championship! <laughs> we get him from the championship! Mate, and Kane, big rooms, man, brilliant. Boy, what's your aim for next year, Image? Um, obviously, everybody's going to say to like, stay up and that, obviously, but for me personally, I just want to play like 33 now in our crack at the SPL. Um, I hope Lustig doesn't leave because I love turning him inside out. Like. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but ho aye, hopefully we stay up and we could kick on and have a good season. You've a good chance, surely, with some of the way the teams performed last year. Aye. Your Hamilton's like Livingston probably overachieved, I think. I think yeah. they're going to lose a few good players. Mm. So who are they bring in? No, I think Ross County will do all right. There you go. So t top six? Can we, can no, we're, we're going a bit too far. Come on. <laughs> top, eight, top six? Top eight. Top eight. Aye, top eight. Top aye. eight, you'll take top eight. Aye, we're going top. And what about uh, plans for after playing? After playing? Uh, Big Kev's been on to me, start the taxi business. <laughs> 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 I'm going to do open goal taxi rides. Phone <laughs> me or Midge. <laughs> what about coaching or that now? Um, uh, I think I might try and get in, into the coaching there, because um, like Fergie and Kets, I'll probably get someone up there, seeing as I'm a bit of a ledge and that, so... Because a few of the boys now happens. take the reserves and they're Aye, Don Cowie and uh, Liam Fontaine, they're doing 18s now. I think, Ch I think Don's got his A licence and Fonts has been doing it this summer. Right. So they've been in charge of the 18s and that. But it's solid, because like, they're obviously playing as well. And the end of the season there, so they're playing and then they're okay. training with them in the afternoon and then they've got games on Sundays and all that. It's proper, See, I, I, I proper like hard work. He's played with Ross County that length of time over so many spells and now they'll try and look to get him into their youth cell. Great, isn't it? And it's like Mother he's now it. feeding the youth or the next future all about the Ross County way, what it's like to play for Ross County way. There's, there's too many people coming from the middle of nowhere that haven't experienced what he's experienced and try to tell the future of kids. I just, yeah, I like keeping players with it because it, we can all, if I gave somebody a book or a thousand drills, by the end of the week if they studied it, they could go and take a training session. Mm. Whereas, see when you have that actual experience of being in the thick end of the football, I think that's invaluable to, to young players these days. What yeah. a point to end on, lads. It's been a pleasure. Oh, yeah. Thanks very much. Super. Thank you, mate. Yeah.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 